You are listening to the Mom and Dad Podcast. A podcast about balance, growth, and navigating through your 20s and 30s. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mom and Dad Podcast. We, oh man. <laughs> okay, let's explain. We had the idea to, I don't know. Okay, remember. let me explain. Yes. So, once a month, we are doing just like a more laid back, chill episode. And that is what you're getting today is our laid back chill episode. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking of ideas of like other games to play or also if you have recommendations, happy to hear them. Um, let us know. Just you could probably text me because you probably have my phone number so or DM if you do not. Email also works. So today is our chilled episode. And we are, I was inspired by Vanity Fair's YouTube channel, and they have a series where they ask celebrities personal questions, and they just, like, get more personal with the questions, and it's supposed to, like, show their true personality or what's to uncover their... What did they say? I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Uncover but their true self. I don't know. Something like that. Help something them speak dramatic. their truth. Uh, I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> we thought we would do something similar, but with a twist. See, when they do it with celebrities, there are millions of people who want to hear the answers. When you're doing it with us, you probably don't care, but we're going to tell it to you anyway. We're going to tell it to you. But I think that we kept it pretty entertaining. So it's not like, hey, listen to what I have to say, even though you don't even care. I think there's a a good good line between like, oh, they want to hear what I'm saying. And like, oh, they don't want to hear what I'm saying, but mm, they're kind of funny. You know, it's kind of entertaining. So I guess I'll keep listening. You know, it's like that. We're on that side. We're on that side, but we're not completely all over to the far end of the spectrum i think some people care like my mom is gonna listen to this and she probably cares what my answer well i think people care but it's like okay do i want to take an hour out of my day and like care that much about it true okay that's a lot of time it is a lot of time so we appreciate your time (laughs) and if you make it to the end we'll be very impressed yeah and we congratulate you on the at the end so so if you want to stick around for that, <laughs> it's going to feel really if you have good. No one else in your life to to praise or validate you. We'll, we will. We'll, we'll be there. Shoot, we didn't validate enough. We're, we do appreciate We're hyping it you. up too much. We didn't. Well, maybe that's the theme of this episode. Just lowered expectations. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are so cool. I think we're. It's a little late to be podcasting. I think there should be a, a time limit. <laughs> We just say, pack it up, you know? That's it. It's no more. No more. You're cut off. But today, I think I should have been cut off at like 7 p.m. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely time to go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. But we are here and we are thriving and we are here to entertain you today. So, okay, you guys, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, I'll ask you first. Okay. What is your idea of perfect happiness? 
I feel like this could get really cheesy. <laughs> okay, perfect happiness. Probably if everything was perfect. <laughs> Not like like perfect in a vain way, but like everyone around me was happy and healthy and was I don't know, just living their best lives and we're all just vibing you know (laughs) like no one has pain or no one has just any sort of suffering or blah blah blah, you know so world peace yeah okay so that's happiness but i don't but happiness wait what was the question what's your idea of perfect happiness perfect happiness whether that's that's tricky though because if you don't have issues like that's the point of this life right is I think even next life, because if everything is perfect, actually the the book that I read, the End of History and the Last Man, talks about when man and women, man and woman, get to the point where there is no more need for war or conquest because everyone is self actualized and whatnot. Um, everyone's going to basically cease to exist. Like that's why it's called the last man where it's like, there's no reason to live anymore because everything is just done. Everything. There's no struggle. There's no reason to, to fight for anything or for, or to, to try. Right. Because a lot of my happiness has come from growing through something, mm-hmm. something that's hard or anything that's just been a struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. That's where happiness comes from. So if there's none of that, where is happiness coming from? And there's other places like nature or art or, you know, like that kind of stuff. But maybe we've just been sold the, the wrong idea of happiness. What do you mean? Like we think the gut, I feel like the gut reaction for most people is a lack of struggle. Like happiness is everything, everyone is doing well, everything is going well. When in reality, that's not really what leads to happiness. What do you mean by that? I'm still a little bit confused. Well, like you first started to say, when I asked you the question, what's your idea of perfect happiness? You said everyone is doing well, everyone is thriving, living their best lives. And they're like, well, maybe not, because then everyone would be bored like there's no opposition there's nothing to achieve or overcome or you know feel proud of yourself that you did yeah so i'm saying why is it that the first gut reaction was everyone living their best life everything is good everything's perfect hmm that's because that's what we've been sold We've been, been sold, sold the that, wrong idea of what happiness is. We've been sold that we won't be happy until everything is perfect. Yeah, probably because of materialism or you know consumerism that we're just so inundated with that it's sort of warped our perceptions of happiness. Anyway, this is supposed to be a lot more lighthearted, but this. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of not. These are like personal questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we should just spend a whole podcast talking about that (laughs) noted there's a lot to say yeah okay well what's my answer my answer is growing always growing progress yeah that's where i find 
perfect happiness is in growth. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my answer. Cool. How have you been lately? That's my question. <laughs> I've been stressed trying yeah. to hit quota as I am at the end of every month. Yep. That's the bummer about sales. Yeah. It just comes with the territory. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Pretty just much. stressed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm also stressed. I'm I'm kind of dually stressed because not only am I trying to hit quota, but I'm also trying to learn how to day trade, which is not something that you want to be learning while you're trying to hit quota. So I think I'm <laughs> why don't to you just more of a take, swing trader? Why don't you which just doesn't require me to eye the markets all day long and also try to do my job? Okay, well you're in the process of learning right now, so why don't you just take a break for, until the first of the month, and then hop back into it, and then get stronger by the end of next month, so it won't be like so crazy. That's kind of what I've done. I bought a couple of um, boot camps trading boot camps on Udemy. Mm-hmm. I think I'll just go through those first before I jump back in the ring. Okay. Good idea. Next. What's your greatest fear? My biggest fear ever is people in my life like getting sick or getting hurt. I think that's a lot of people's fear. Um, that's a big fear of mine. Maybe that one's too obvious. So maybe I'll think of another fear. Is that too obvious? Because I feel like that's fine. That's pretty standard. If it's your biggest it's pretty fear, standard it's your fear. Biggest fear. Well, okay. My biggest fear in my whole entire life is getting buried alive. Absolutely yeah. not. I no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even think about it. That's my worst fear. Mine's sharks. Okay, it wasn't your question. <laughs> Any habits that you were trying to break? Trying to break the habit of always looking inward when I get stressed. Okay. I don't focus on other people or try to make other people's days better. I just focus on myself and how stressed I am. Expand. Yeah. Like when I'm, if I'm at work and I'm stressed, instead of focusing on the fact that I'm stressed all day, I can maybe look around and try to make conversation with someone, but I don't make conversation with anyone when I'm stressed. I just sit in my little Bubble. bubble. Yeah. And just let the stress ruminate inside of it. What is the trait you most dislike about yourself? This one, this interview, all the ones that we watched for these questions, pretty negative. I didn't find that mine were negative. Some of them were negative. It's like, okay, I don't know if this is helpful to ask someone, but anyway, this is, this is one of them. What, what trait do you most dislike about yourself? Did it like ask what trait do you like about yourself? It did. You took that out? No, that one's in there somewhere. Okay. So the trait I dislike about myself? They actually use the word deplore. That was a little strong. So I just changed it to dislike. Okay. Um, I would say I feel like I am the trait I don't like about myself. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things that I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't narrow it down to one. (laughs) <laughs> For the record, Zendaya's answer was, I dislike nothing about myself. Really? Because I don't believe in being negative about your appearance or your being. Okay. So you can well, take that in. She's a confident woman. What can we say about Zendaya? <laughs> that's, that's for sure. She's confident. 
Okay. Well, all of my bad traits, let me narrow it down. <laughs> um, I would say, well, there we go. <laughs> As I'm counting all of the negative traits that I have, the bad traits that I have, I have bad self-talk. Like, I feel like I have a lot of negative self-talk mm-hmm. and which is so detrimental because you are what you think you are true so like you can only reach the potential that you think that you can reach so anyway i think that would be my worst trait is the negative talk that i have in my head like if that could just zip it (laughs) then that'd be cool it's a good one this one's dumb how did you celebrate your 30th birthday do you remember i don't i can never remember i feel like it was oh i celebrated by going for an early morning hike up into the foothills we were here yeah we were in utah okay you went into the foothills behind our house and then i came back and you were watching emily in paris oh yeah that was wonderful season when season surprise. and then i um, made you breakfast you did make me breakfast and it was delicious but you still made me watch emily in paris with you um i'm sure you i'm sure there was a reason for that i didn't i'm sure i did not make <laughs> you watch it and then we went to corn bellies or whatever that w- little harvest festival is oh we did that on your birthday yeah oh okay I don't remember. Fun day. Okay. Big 3-0. Okay. Next. <laughs> okay. Um, what trait do you find most annoying in others? Okay. Again, this but one's pretty. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I, let me just like defend myself here really quick about your birthday. You don't want to do anything. That's true. And you don't want, I feel like in past Past birthdays, I have planned things, like basically planned out your whole day with things that I hope that you would enjoy. And you're just like, I don't want to do anything. I just don't want to have my day completely structured when it's like, it's my birthday, right? So it's like the one day of the year that I think about the fact that I'm getting older, getting closer to death. Okay, that was okay i'm i'm in a dark place because of the zendaya questions that were very dark and i like they just some of them are good but they're a little dark and got me in bad bad headspace okay but um but yeah i uh i i don't know i just don't like having it's like i don't like having everything planned because every everything every other day of the year is is planned by me and then you plan everything that i'm gonna do on my birthday and it seems kind of counter kind of productive why? You don't have to plan it. Yeah, but you 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 want to fill it full of activities. I and want I don't you want to be to, happy. Then we should fill it with less activities. What activities? I wasn't planning a ton of activities. I'm just like, I want to make you breakfast, and I want to I want to get you a gift, and I want to I don't know, like go have food somewhere. It's not like crazy activities. We're not playing like four square wheels. Four square four, wheels. Four square. Four square. Four square. 
I did play a lot of Foursquare in middle school. It's funny you say that. I loved Foursquare. I was more of a wall ball girl. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I was the wall really ball good. kids were l- not down with us. I was really good. Anyway, that right. that was pretty positive talk, so I'm just going to keep that. Okay, what was your question? For you? Yeah. Most annoying trait you find in others. In others. People not being considerate of others. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's like, don't do that. It's so annoying. I'm like trying to think of an example of people being inconsiderate and it just driving me crazy. Can you think of an example where I've like said something like, oh, they're so inconsiderate. Yeah. One time in, in Sunday school class, someone in front of us was talking while the teacher was talking. And you wrote me a note saying, I can't stand it when people are inconsiderate. And now I think I only remember that because you spelled inconsiderate wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big word, okay? (laughs) In, I still would not be able to spell it. Yeah, there was a C in there where it shouldn't have been. Um, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Like this, this person prepared a lesson. Yeah. Like, let's not be annoying. Yeah. Disruptive to the other classmates. Like if I was in third grade, that would be me, (laughs) but we're not in third grade people. Let's get it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve immediately. That's what comes to my mind. Are there any life goals that you haven't achieved yet? There's a lot of life goals I haven't achieved yet. What's the number one life goal that you have not achieved? Um, I'm not retired yet. That's your number one goal is to retire? So it all started with my late mentor, Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was 18, he's like, you need to make your first goal become retired. He's like Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the Cashflow Quadrant, and a bunch of other books. He's, he does a ton of stuff on YouTube now where he basically talks about leveraging debt and getting into a ton of debt. To He's like, the rich have tons of debt. You should get in debt. You shouldn't. Anyway, he, he has a unique philosophy on debt. But anyway, he has the idea that we have it all backwards as a society where we retire at 65 or, you know, whatever age it is that we retire. It's always, you know, upwards of 50, 65. He said, why would you focus on an age for retirement? He said, your definition of retirement should be passive income equal to or greater than monthly expenses. And my mentor drilled that into us because like you guys are young. Your monthly expenses are not that high. So it's not very, it's not a huge stretch for you to become retired by that definition. So if you can have passive income, he was all about passive income. And so that's what kind of led me into network marketing, which ended up not really being a great fit for me because I don't really like selling to people I know. But anyway, the the idea stuck where I, I like the idea of passive income. I just have not been able to create enough of it to, or a nest egg or, you know, whatever you want to big enough to, to cover our monthly expenses. Mm-hmm. 
Who is a living person you most admire? So the person that I most admire right now is probably Amber Phillip. And the reason that I um, admire her is because she's super successful. But aside from like all of her success that she has with like Instagram and like her businesses, she just like breaks stereotypes and just what a mom should look like, the way that she parents and her fashion sense. I don't know. All all of it. She's just very honest. And I don't know. She just like doesn't. She's unapologetically herself. What are you afraid of? Sharks. <laughs> Seriously? I've always been terrified of sharks, but also but you fascinated by love them. love sharks. I have the same relationship with cougars. Oh. <laughs> Although cougars I'm significantly less afraid of. Sharks, just the idea of when I'm out swimming in deep water where sharks could potentially be, I just, obviously there's so much beneath you that you can't see. And you're just floating there. So you're, are you more afraid of sharks or are you more afraid of the ocean? Sharks. Why specifically sharks? There's so if many there other things. If there were no sharks in the ocean or nothing else that could swim up from beneath you and eat A you. A whale. Whales don't generally do that. I'm just saying if there was nothing else in the ocean, the ocean would not be scary for me to float in. It's the fact that there are things down there that could come up and eat me. Without me knowing, and you just, like you just feel helpless. If you're bobbing out there in the ocean, you feel super helpless. Yeah, but just sharks. Like, sharks. there's so many. How when, much when of the, the ocean? Heard of a whale attack. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's common. What about jellyfish? Those things are dangerous. Yeah, you could. You're afraid you of the bump ocean. Into one, but they're not going to come up and attack you. You're afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of sharks. <laughs> I don't tell you how to answer your questions. Don't tell me how to answer mine. <laughs> Do you know how much of the ocean we've discovered? I, I don't know. I want to say it's like 10%. Yeah, not a lot. Can you imagine? Yeah, there's the probably animals all sorts of things down there. That may be even worse than sharks. Sharks are probably in the zone of being discovered because they're scared of what's really out there wise perceptions i'm just saying one of my biggest fears is the ocean <laughs> oh so you're just projecting your okay. fears onto me yes i am projecting a little bit okay. i'm just saying there's a lot out there that we don't know about yeah but the ocean just is a conditional fear it's only scary if you're in it it's not going to come get you on dry land Sharks are going to get you on dry land? It's not going to. Neither will sharks. I'm saying the ocean and sharks are conditional fears. Okay. What's your current state of mind? Um, I'm a little bit... Just like, mm, you know? No, mm. that's, that's something that you would say to Lorraine. I don't understand your thoughts and your weird mumblings. <laughs> You have to speak okay. in sentences and coherent <laughs> sentence structures to me. Okay. Um, I'm... F Wait, what's my current mind state? State of state mind? State of mind. Okay. Um, I'm feeling like... Mm, 
I, I can just picture if Lorraine was here, she would just, you would both just kind of do that winky thing with your eyes and like look up at the ceiling and then you'd be like, nah, yeah. And then you just carry on to a new conversation. And then I would just leave. Okay. Lorraine is my friend. <laughs> For probably everyone listening to this knows who Lorraine is. So. so really touching to our core audience. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm feeling just kind of like neutral, you know, just like in this middle plane of like, mm, I'm like kind of tired right now, but I'm also like grinding, you know, <laughs> getting the job done, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm feeling right now. Cool. <laughs> okay, hit me. Okay. Where do you find peace? Right here, recording the Mom and Dad podcast with me. Do you feel peaceful right there now? There you go again, projecting your answers. <laughs> so much peace. I don't. I don't jump into your time to speak. Um, so my where I find peace is in scripture studies and in service and in the mountains. Mm. Nature. Find a lot of peace there too. You just have to tag on every <laughs> every it's, answer that I give. You just have to be part of it. It's all about me. What is the most? I don't even like this one. I think this one is a dumb question for the record, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just so that everyone has a negative impression of the questions they came up with for this end interview. What is the most overrated virtue? What does that even mean? There's virtues like peace and overrated peacefulness i guess would be a virtue patience yeah so i always get confused about overrated that means it's like overused it's over it's more highly thought of than it deserves to be oh my gosh yeah like what what did virtues ever do why do they why are we it's not enough that they're bashing Traits, traits you like about yourself and what you find annoying in other people. Now we're trying to tear down virtues. <laughs> I just thought it was a really, a I really think, dark interview. You know, I'm going to channel my Zendaya right now. And I'm going to say, without knowing what she said, I'm going to say all virtues are equal. That's exactly what she's, she basically from most of the interviews, she's like, just sidestepped everything. Cause she's like, these are kind of dumb questions. You could yeah. tell. What do you hope the world will look like when you are 80? I hope. For the record, Billie Eilish says we're not going to make it another 10 years, so. <laughs> when I'm 80, I, I have an idea of what I think it will look like if the second coming has not happened yet. Like a pro So you have a projected view, but this is what you hope the world will look like. I hope that... There are still kind people. That is so dark. <laughs> but so thoughtful. You're on one tonight. So, um, yeah, I hope there's still kind people. I hope that people still have manners. And that they, they still are... Tr there's still people trying to build things to make the world a better place. But I hope that it is not the scenario painted in the end of history in the last last man where we are completely 
all fully self-actualized and then realize that there's nothing left to live for. I hope that that's not the case. Oh uh, yeah, I hope. Which so I really don't too. think that we'll ever get. Again, this that's. I, I don't think that we'll ever get to the point where there will be no opposition and nothing to achieve or overcome, because that's not. It's not the way that life works. What do you mean by you hope people still have manners? I don't know. I just feel like people. I don't know. It's just like this seems like there's a, a decrease in decency. And the need for people to feel like they're being, like, as we become even more, it's kind of ironic, like, we're becoming more and more politically correct, while at the same time, there's also a huge rise in lack of decency towards each other. I don't know. Maybe it's just what you see on the news. Maybe it's just the, the perception of the lack of decency. And there really are the same number of decent people in the world that there's always been, but it seems like... We're losing that. Yeah. What's a quality you most like in a person, like a friend? I like when people are genuinely themselves. Like they just don't care what other people think. And they're just, they're not like confident to where you don't feel like you can approach them, but they're confident just, and they may not even know who they are. They're just like, I don't really care what other people think of me. So I'm just going to be who I am. And I feel like when people are that way and they just like don't have, they just don't care what people think they, they can just be super unique people, you know, cause they're not trying to pretend they're someone to make someone else happy, mm -hmm. you know, as long as they're also kind, you know, just when someone is just fully themselves. What are three words that you would use to describe your life? Growth. Family. Faith. Nice. What are words or phrases that you most overuse? Literally. Um, the correct usage of the word literally? Probably or just literally not. I don't even know the correct. Like saying it. I don't even know the correct usage anymore. It's a real problem. Um, literally, in reality, um, can you think of any things that I say a lot? Every time I pick <laughs> Remy up, you chunky. Every single time. Yeah, I think probably the one you use most is, can you do me a favor? <laughs> can you do me a favor? Okay, yeah, I use that one too much, especially too much. on you. Okay, that phrase has been engraven in me. Yes. I I'm paying it back for all of the times my siblings told me, can you do me a favor? And I remember one time I revolted and my sister said, can you do me a favor? And I said, depends. And she said, that's so rude. Why can't you just do me a favor? Anyway. I remember that. I remember she probably has no recolle recollection of that, but I remember that moment so vividly when I was like, "Depends," and she's just like, "Are you kidding me? Do me a favor. It's it's not even a favor. It's I'm demanding you to do this for me." And she just couldn't fathom <laughs> you 
rising up and taking your independence back. Getting a backbone and saying, depends. She's like, dang it, you're not young and innocent no anymore. slave, yeah. What is the best part about your life? Family. Nice. What or who is the greatest love of your life? Whoa. What did Zendaya say? I think she said her family. So is it No, one? she said her work. She said her family and then she said her work. She said both. She broke all the rules. <laughs> okay. So I pick one person or I pick one thing. What or who is the greatest love of your life? Um, I would say you, but I would also say Remy. So Yeah, it's a tough one, right? So family. Yep. When in your life did you feel the most vulnerable? The day I felt the most vulnerable was the the morning after I got arrested. When I woke up and realized that it wasn't a dream and I just, like I wanted so badly for it to have been a dream. And it was the first time in my life that I'd ever re- like you hear that in movies and whatnot like I wish I was dreaming or I, I, like, please be dreaming. Please be dreaming. You know, like you hear that or you see that in movies, but like, that was the first time I actually was like, no, this has, like, it has to be a dream. This can't be real. Hmm. That was probably like the, the, the one and only time in my life that I felt true despair, like a complete lack of hope. It was rough. Ooh. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Giving birth. I had a feeling you'd say that. And pregnancy as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't... It, everyone has different pregnancies, which that's always a disclaimer. Oh, everyone's pregnancy is different. Like, the beginning of my pregnancy was really, really hard. Like, I, I was just so sick and just so mentally not available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just so sad. And I feel like that could almost go into the gear question too. Like I was just so vulnerable because it almost felt like it was never going to end. Mm-hmm. And I was just so sick. And then, um, so getting through that, I just feel, what was the question? Proud or accomplished? Greatest achievement. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Yeah. So getting through the pregnancy and then um, actually giving birth. That was my biggest achievement to date, for sure. Probably will be my biggest achievement. Till the next one. Not, no, hopefully the next one's easier. <laughs> because, like, first baby, like, your body's just figuring it out. Like, it usually takes a long time for the first one. So hopefully the next one will come a little bit faster. Maybe one day we should share Remy's birth story. Have it documented down. It's pretty intense. We, we can get, like, both perspectives on it. Like, yeah, how are you feeling and how I was feeling? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's my biggest achievement today. And I was saying, I think it will be my biggest achievement for the rest of my life because hopefully my next pregnancies aren't as hard. Hopefully. Hopefully. So let's hope that's my biggest achievement. <laughs> what is one thing you would tell someone who wishes they were you? It's not all it's cracked up to be. One thing I would tell someone who wishes they were me. <laughs> so this, this is such this a is terrible question. Qu- it's such a loaded question. It's like you have to 
It's like you would only answer this if you were like an egomaniac or something. No, this was for a celebrity. Everyone yeah, wishes so no they one were wishes, them. Okay, let's skip this because no one clearly okay. no one wishes they were me. <laughs> I wish I was you. What would you tell me about that? You don't wish you were me. Okay, that's what you would say. I, no, I do. Moving on. <laughs> what does home mean to you? Lame question. Lame? I thought that was a really good question. Home means the place where your family lives. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll ask you since you like the question so much. What does home mean to you? Wait, what was your answer? The place where your family lives. Okay. Well, you could say it in a more meaningful way. Like, I... Home is where the heart is? <laughs> No. Are the Hallmark cards now? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, I've been a lot of places and nothing felt like home until I was with the people that I love. Okay, cool. That's what I would have said and people would have just burst into tears. Okay. Next. I'm feeling a weird sort of way tonight. I, I know. I've noticed. I think our, our listeners or possibly listener has noticed as well, <laughs> depending on... Oh, anyway, we'll see who's made it this far into the episode. Yeah. So if you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what or who would you be? Can't say Blake Lively. Why? Because. Why are you taking options away from me? Because I want something that I... No, you cannot project on me, okay? Man, if you've learned one thing in this life, it's to stop projecting. Project. Um, If I could come back... I would absolutely be, man, that's a hard one. You can be anything you want. You can literally be anything you want. I, I have to choose. You could come back as a shapeshifter, so you don't have no, to choose. that's not real. This that's, is a fake I don't, question. I don't You're think not going to die and come back as anything, so. I'm not going to say that's an option because that's not real. I would be... I'm, like, trying to think, like, maybe I would want to be, like, some sort of animal. But at the same time, definitely not. Absolutely not. Man, this is such a hard question. <laughs> what would you be? It's not, like, this deep would you, what would existential you be, question. You'd be it's Robin, just... Robin, maybe, Tony uh, Robbins. Tony Robbins? No. I would want to come back as Chief Joseph of the <laughs> Nass Pierce Indian tribe. It's <laughs> an easy one. Okay? Moving on. Okay. Um, Did I ever tell you the story about when my friend Joey said that he was the biological son of Chief Joseph of the Nez Pierce Indian tribe? We went to Joseph, Oregon, like our families went there, and then we got all hyped up on Native Americans of the Nez Pierce. And um, yeah, he told us he was the biological knows. son of Chief Joseph, which was. Um, unlikely for several reasons. One, he was Caucasian. Two, Chief Joseph had been dead for approximately like 50 to 80 years at that point. And three, he said he was coming to pick him up to take him back to his reservation in a blue suburban. <laughs> and so we, we all wanted to go, naturally. And so we packed our things. 
everything he was over to play so he didn't have much to pack but we packed what we could we walked to the end of, i'm not kidding this is a, this is if i'm lying i'm dying we walked to the end of the cul-de-sac and sat for what felt like three hours it was probably around 20 minutes waiting for a blue suburban to come pick us children up and if a Blue Suburban would have driven by and asked if we wanted to get in. We would all be gone today. <laughs> Probably not to the Nez Pierce Indian Reservation. How? Why was I don't know he where so he got committed? It. He was so convinced. He was not joking. Oh, like, it was, was not a joke. He was, I think he was, I don't know. We never got to the bottom of if he really believed it or if he was messing with us. But we all fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. We waited at the end of the cul-de-sac just. For some random blue suburban to come. So when did you guys decide, like, hey, I don't think it's coming? I don't know. Like I said, it felt like hours, but it was probably like 20 minutes. Probably 15 minutes later, we were just like, okay, let's go play. (laughs) Well, okay. Um, hmm, Back to me. What would I think? Here's the thing. Never give me three wishes. I'll never use them. That's like a daily thought. Like, what would I wish for? And I'm just like, oh, I would say the wish wrong and it'd be completely messed up. That's not a very productive use of your time. I just want to come out on record and say that. One, it's playing into your negative self-talk. And two, it's probably never going to happen. So it's not worth thinking about. Okay. Um, I would be... You know what? I'm going to be a bird. Okay. <laughs> Just gonna be a bird. I think it'd be so cool to fly. We'll just go with that. Why don't you be at least a dragon? So you can still Dragons fly. Dragons aren't real. That's not an option for okay. me. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> You're also not gonna come back. Reincarnation is also probably not a thing. So anyway, continue. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying the only options I have are what actually exists now. Okay, let's not make this question harder for me and bring in magical beings, okay? Fair enough. What is the most significant way your parents influenced you? Well, my, I, I remember two specific experiences that I always think about that kind of personify my parents. Once we were over, my dad, my brother, and I would go over and mow my grandmother's yard. And my dad had heard that my grandmother's neighbor had cancer. And so he took care of her yard too every time we went over. And then my mom, she always says the term, it hurts my little heart. And I, I don't know, I've just always loved that saying that she, she really, really cares about people. Mm-hmm. And she's just really good at caring and letting people know that, like, she just doesn't want, she's always, re- like, rooting for the underdog or she just has a kindness to her that's exemplary. Yeah, I agree. Would you rather have to eat your own hand to escape being handcuffed by kidnappers or sleep hanging upside down like a bat every night for the rest of your life? We've already played this game. No, would you rathers. Next. If you were a superhero, what would your catchphrase be? Got ya. (laughs) I think it's so telling about who you are. That that one was a near instantaneous response. <laughs> and the what would you come back as took you probably seven minutes to respond to. 
I think I don't that understand. pretty much puts you in, in uh, I think that encapsulates you perfectly. Can you explain? Because I feel like both of those are I don't, I don't feel like questions. I can explain it any better than the way that I just did. So I'm, I'm going to refrain. I, I don't understand, but okay. So I'm going to bring it back on a more deeper note, okay? And these superhero questions, shape-shifting questions. Is there a film that deeply changed you? Ooh. I love this question. Because I feel like movies... Are your thing. They're so my thing. Because you're almost like it's... it's it's a way to kind of put your, you know, take yourself out of your own reality and plug yourself in and like kind of think about what you would do in their situation. Um, oh, tough, tough one. This one is like my, what would you come back as question? Um, I don't know. The secret life of Walter Mitty. Love that. Man, I just, I don't even want to answer because I feel like there's so many, Movies that have really moved me that I don't want to, I don't want to. You must. Okay, let me pause this. I'm going to think about this for a second. It's a tough one, but I think I'll have to go with It's a Wonderful Life. The Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, that or, oh, there's another one coming to me. Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein. Secret Life of Walter Mitty is definitely up there. Really just movies where the characters are, like, they rise above themselves to help others in a really remarkable way. These are the worst because you're going to think of a movie. I'm definitely going to think of them after this, and I'm going to be kicking myself that I didn't say it. But Well, what, what we can do is when you think of that movie, I will write it on the Instagram post. Sounds so good. everyone will know, hey guys, this is the movie, don't worry. This is like, Walt, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is like my placeholder movie for the time being. Okay. I feel like it's always... I reserve always, the right to change it. I feel like when people ask you like, oh, what's your favorite movie? There's always one movie that comes to your mind and you can't think of any other movie. Yep. Holy cow. If you made it to the end of this podcast, you are... A trooper. A real one. And we appreciate it. We appreciate you. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode.